Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to Only Stupid Answers, the best thing podcast you can put your little ears into no matter what time of the year. It's either winter, it's Christmas time, you're with your family, you're locked inside, can't go outside or you... You'll, you'll, you'll die, but you know, hey, we're staying positive here. Don't worry. Everything's fine. You got a podcast still. Thank Christ. And uh, we got a special one for you today. We have a very, very special guest. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's the star of Timeless. You've seen him on Preacher, and you can check him out right now on Puka Lives over at Hulu. It's a new installation of Into the Dark. Mr. Malcolm Barrett, thank you so much for joining Yay! us. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome to your show. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, how are you doing so far? How long have you been locked inside? Uh, I'm going to guess the same amount of time as you since we're both in L.A. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, what is it, like two weeks or something like that it's been? Yeah, it's two weeks. I think we're going up on three. You know what? Time doesn't have meaning anymore, truthfully. No, yeah. no, I don't think about it. It's a, it's a quarter to whatever uh, time I cook hamburgers again. That's <laughs> that's basically it, you know. No, yeah, I uh, this is the first week where I stopped. I have a day job right now that's been helping me stay a little focused and been able to keep track of what's happening. But I've fully lost it now. Uh, I can't. I mean, I can't like keep track of the days anymore. So uh, it's been a little rough. But I have been watching a lot of movies. And I've been doing a lot more puzzles, which are a good mix of both entertaining and really frustrating and really boring. But, you know, there's you can't I mean, you do what you can do. You can do what you can do. And uh, we'll hopefully this can wrap up soon. And but for now, we can go watch movies. What movie are you watching right now? DJ, let's kick it over to you. What are you into uh, this week? Well, uh, so my wife and I, just to keep some sort of semblance of, you know, whatever uh, normalcy, I guess, we decided to have like a little like uh, date thing where we put on like whatever would be in a fucking restaurant, like some smooth jazz or some shit. And we lit uh, candles and we cooked up some DiGiorno pizza. It's not delivery, it's DiGiorno. And, uh, and yeah, we just, we just had a nice dinner as if we were in a restaurant, um, as if we were in a restaurant where our cat and our dog would try and harass us while we were eating. Um, and then uh, to just, we wanted something like not to whatever. We just wanted something kind of fun and, um, what we ended up landing on is we started rewatching the dark Knight, uh, which, uh, turns out I still love, still think is a really, really good movie. Still, uh, very much entertained by it. Um, and it's funny that it still holds up on any sort of level. Cause when you're watching it and you see Heath Ledger's performance, you can't help but think about all the like dipshits that tried to like mimic that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, wow, it's cool that this is still cool. Like, it's cool that this still like I'm still enjoying this experience uh, quite a bit, considering, um, you know, all the other stuff, all the all the, the the following Halloween where everybody and their mom was dressed up as as fucking Joker. Um, but that was a cool. That was a fun. It's fun revisiting some stuff because we don't have, you know, our screenings or whatever. All the the movies we would be seeing otherwise. Um, so yeah, that was that was me. That was my fun little thing uh, this week, Malcolm. Yes. What have you been doing? How have you been doing? How how are things on your end? Uh, 
things are uh it's freaking weird man you yeah. know uh because every day you're like uh we're not gonna die or we are like just what you know it's a it's a weird thing because it's the first time where all the uh nerds get to live out what they really think they do during apocalypse <laughs> uh and you, you realize that the apocalypse is more like zombie land than it's like walking dead like it's no one in like a cool kimono and a sword like you're just mm-hmm. in your robe maybe thinking about jogging to make sure you have enough energy in case <laughs> someone barrows through your door. You know what I mean? That's, that's pretty much been my life other than watching. Cause the thing is, the weird thing is like you have the same stuff, you know, just a little less toilet paper. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. I, I was lucky enough to get some, I found like a four pack at Ralph's the other day, but yeah, like everything's fine. I've picked up more running I'm not trying to like train for anything because if I did, I feel like I'd get depressed because I know it's going to be six months until we do another big group activity with hundreds of people around. Like it's going to take a second. Uh, but uh, I also am meeting my neighbors, which is just weird. They're all very nice. It's like so yeah. nice to see other people. Like it's just like, oh my God, tell me, like, what's it like in your house? Like, what's, what's going on in there? Like, I, I, well, I need to know. Um, and I'm trying to like, For me, uh, I've been doing uh, more like Zoom, like game nights. Like we did like bingo. We did like Jackbox. Those are like the throwaway ones. And then we've been trying to do like other ones like costume contests. So there's like at least something to like look forward to a little bit. Um, But it is good uh, doing it with like nerdy people because we're all able to (laughs) just like Mm -hmm. uh, express ourselves in different ways. But I have been able to uh, uh, play... uh, (laughs) Uh, Animal Crossing a little bit more, and everyone who asks me on Twitter, I am not able to do both. I can't invite people to my island or bring people to my island because of my internet situation, which is a bummer. But it has been a big help to think about, like, oh, could you imagine if we could go to the beach? That's a wonderful idea. And but I'm I'm we're so far from that. But I did uh, also I did want to give a shout that I checked out. Uh, we bear bears this week thanks to a suggestion from our audience which is sweet and um, I also watched Chicago for the first time because I'm a a baby and I've never seen that before that's not performed by like uh, my junior high school friends like uh, drama club when I was a kid so like I got to finally see the Oscar worthy performance and it kicks ass it's the coolest musical that's been brought to screen Chicago (laughs) on screen on screen not no. best musical. No. What is it? Uh, Little Shop of Horrors, Rick Moranis, Classic. Steve Martin, Bill Murray. Uh, that's it. Hands down. Hands down one of the best. Aren't they Dobby. talking about remaking Little Shop of Horrors with like a cast that's like way too pretty? Like Chris Evans is supposed to be in there? You're like, wait, that's you're too pretty. Probably. That, I've Probably. heard that pitch. Uh, I feel I, like they did. They did Jake Gyllenhaal as uh, as Seymour. I think one time uh, for some stage version of it. You know, I think I think he's like a really dope singer or something like that. I think they like showed it, and he was just like, ha, ha, ha. I was like, oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to get his own superhero movie yet. He's still got some time. He's just going to be villains in the background. We've got to we got to take the wins when we can get them. Loser, loser. <laughs> Uh, but and, but I will say that you know I, to be fair I haven't seen Little Shop of Horrors but I have seen I've seen performances of Little Shop of Horrors I've not seen uh, the movie Little uh, Shop of Horrors oh great Little we, Shop of Horrors is amazing it's a dark comedy I love dark comedy so like that's my that's my shit like that's what I lean Dancer Dancer in the Dark with Bjork 
amazing. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll write Can't that one down. Beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking uh, the Russian ballet dude. Uh, I think I was in an episode of Law and Order with him. In the Dark is one. Is a genius movie. I think the director in New York did not get along at all. Uh, and I think it made uh, Bjork vow to never make a movie again. But it's awesome. It's a. Uh, it's in the. Uh, Oof of David Morse is definitely the bad guy. Nice. Uh, Oof, you know, you know where David Morse pretends he's like for the first hour he's like, hey, hey, I'm a trustworthy cop, and then uh, and then he screws you over for the last 38 minutes of the movie. So it's in that oof. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was amazing for him to pull that off in a musical. So wait, so cheers to him. Is that is that like a a movie uh, musical as well? Dancer in the Dark. Yeah, Dance in the Dark is a complete musical. Boom. And Dance in the Dark is a musical that I would want to make because Dance in the Dark does it in a way where um, all the music comes through in a form of like naturalism. It's either in the form of like um, a dream or like like a daydream or like when she's like losing her eyesight or, you know, it doesn't just break into song. There's a reason in the story that calls for the song. Very cool. Uh, um, um, and it also plays with like sort of a match. Uh, it may or may not be Michelle Gondry. It may not be. I, I don't know, but it's probably a director she's worked with. It, it might be, but uh, it's amazing. I don't know what your show's about, so I just I just started saying what I was saying. Honestly, oh, no, truthfully, yeah. that's what our show is about. Just <laughs> just talking about the shit that we're into, uh, and uh, yeah, just what we're feeling. So, Dancer in the Dark, by the way, is streaming on Voodoo right now. Uh, directed by Lars von Trier and written, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yes. And then it brought, uh, it brought an actress out of uh, retirement. Was it not Sophia Loren? What is it? Uh, like uh, Bridget Bordeaux or uh, what is it? Some Catherine French Deneau? actress. Deneau? Catherine Deneuve? Deneuve. Yes. Yeah, Deneuve. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Brought her out to do it. And it was like her and Bjork fucking killing it. And David Morse. And then that guy who's... Yeah, and then and then this uh, bad guy who's the bad guy in everything, who's always like the weirdo. I think he's the bad guy in like John Wick three, and then like he's the devil in um, Constantine. Uh, his name is like Lars von Badengeisen. Yes. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so Sam, now that you've done uh, Chicago, now you need to do Little Shop of Horrors, and you need to do Dancer in the Dark. Yeah, I'm fine with doing all those movies. No, I I haven't watched a musical in a second. And we were I was looking to surprise my girlfriend. Well, we've already talked about it. We wanted to go take her to see Hamilton because she's a big fan of it. And I'm trying to get her uh, find a place that's doing. Uh, I think Book of Mormon was at uh, another big theater in L.A. But when's that going to happen again? Yeah. And I don't even know what the schedule is going to be like once everything starts kicking back up again. So I am more than happy watching streamed musicals right now. So I'll be sure to check those out. Uh, but I did want to uh, give a special shout out to Maggie Whitmer because she's a big supporter of the Patreon. And she suggested what we watched this week on our Patreon account. And we got to check out DuckTales. And that was really cool that uh, it was just fun that we had a, a passionate decision uh, from our Discord. So if you're not a part of our Patreon, make sure you check that out and support. And if you're watching live right now, big shout. Thank you for that. Uh, but we also checked out another movie this week. We checked out uh, Puka Lives from the in, uh, in the Dark <laughs> series on Hulu starring Mr. Malcolm Barrett. Uh, so, and that's pretty cool. I have not checked out um, the other In the Dark series, but I, I remember uh, James Roday, who was the star of Psych, and he's on Big Little... Or, oh, yeah. Million yeah, Little yeah, Things. Yeah. He's got one, and I'm a big fan of his work, so I'm definitely going to be checking that out this um, this weekend. 
Um, but just I uh, would love to uh, ask you when it comes to creepy pasta stories, had you read any before? Uh, <laughs> doing this movie because that was my shit. I would read those before going to sleep, sleep horribly, and then rinse and repeat, and then do it again the next day. What's funny is uh, I had literally never heard of this ever in my life. Uh, uh, what's it called? I I'd never heard of the term creepy pasta. I knew urban myths and you know things like Slenderman and you know like you know all the shit where people are like, can you guys? Can, I don't know what your cursing rules are. Great, great, great. Uh, or like stick man. What is that thing where ki- where the chick, uh, the little girl did whatever? Blah, blah. Anyway, so uh, clearly I'm a huge fan of all these stupid stories. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yes, I had never I, I didn't know this whole creepy pasta thing. That, that was a, a, a new thing. But uh, but like Into the Dark was fun. James Rodea knew Jimmy Simpson did one. Um, Hayes MacArthur did one. Uh, so different folks I knew had, had been involved. And I was like. You know, it seemed like a really cool thing. And, and, um, and then I got to be there, and you know, because of Felicia Day. Uh, and she brought me in there, and I read the script, and I was like, this is pretty good. And then it came in. So she's she, the best. So she was a part of it first, and then she's the one that got you involved. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was in there way before me. Well, I thought it was really cool that uh, I didn't, you know, obviously uh, you've been promoting it on your social media, so I didn't know uh, what kind of part you were playing. And it was cool seeing you be like, the the central protagonist you're the one uh, truthfully you you kind of end the world uh, you didn't mean to your character didn't mean to <laughs> mm-hmm. but you you bring up uh you bring up on a a very unique apocalypse onto the planet yeah i well yes <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes and yes and uh yeah i kind of uh they they wind up creating their own sort of monster, um, you know. So the, I play the lead character, Derek, who is a uh, writer in New York. He gets on the bad side of a vlogger, social influencer, this sort of really viral guy on the internet. Uh, and that guy shits on him, sends all his people to know, you know, to come after him on the internet and, and sort of, you know, sort of try and cancel him and all of that. And it's a successful attempt. And so you know, loses his book deal, all of this befalls him, and he winds up going back to um, his hometown and and getting reacquainted with his friends. I really liked the element of, like, meeting all the friends. I liked that they had unique uh, uh, personalities. Uh, I related to your character's struggle of uh, dealing with, um, obviously not as high profile, but dealing with the negativity on the internet. But I really dug, uh, I like Sam have not watched in the dark stuff, but it really reminded me of like old school tales from the crypt, uh, which made me want to check out more. Like I liked, I, I liked that, like just that kind of like, it's, it's fun. It's crazy. Uh, it's spooky. Just, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. And I also like the design of the I, toys are always inanimate objects. Uh, with eyes that are slightly too big are always uh, scary. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I like practical effects, man. I just feel like practical effects are super fun. Yes. Uh, uh, so I was just kind of like, all right, we got this big, weird, creepy doll. Like, I'm down, you know? Mm-hmm. No, and uh, the the payoff for the final creature, just like, because it's like, for people who've read like Creepypasta, like, that was the kind of stuff, like, I fully fell for all those. <laughs> I fully fell for all of those uh, stories for when I was a kid. Like, um, the big one is The Rake, which looks a lot like the character that you guys created. It's like, 
there's nothing special to him. It's like if you think about him, he appears and then he tears up your family and it's your fault. That kind of classic story. Uh, and but like I like that you guys committed and it became like a physical, fleshy, gigantic rabbit creature. <laughs> Because yeah. that was is nice is a nice surprise near the end of the movie because I was watching it last night and it it is it, it was effective <laughs> it's good it was an effective it was an effective uh, tool. Uh, yeah. There's this guy Alex Ward. He was the uh, double for some of it, and um, he's just he's he he was really good. He was uh, we had a couple of like really fun dope uh actors uh derek my character's name is derek but my double was named derek and we had another guy gene freeman who played uh one of the versions of puka and then the more humanoid version of puka uh was played by alex ward very cool yeah did you did you have to like for homework did you check out the the because this is i as near as i can tell this is the only into the dark that has like a sequel this there was a there was a, a puka uh, movie prior to this one. Did you watch the first one or did you just go in cold? Uh, directed by Nacho and an elite actor from that. I feel like I should remember his name because he's black. <laughs> Gotta love each other, but um, failing right now. But uh, I did I did watch it and it was dope. You gotta Google it. One of you guys Google it so I look like less of an asshole. Got it, got it, got it. I'm on it. Uh, Nyasha. There it is. Nyasha. There you go. Uh, so that one was a fun one and that that's I really liked it. It's very different from ours. That one is more psychological thriller, and ours is sort of tongue-in-cheek horror comedy. Yeah. Um, and and so I thought that was kind of a fun thing. Like I'm a really big fan of uh, Wreck and like Wreck Three. Yeah. Uh, I and so like to see like that jump. Like that was a really interesting jump because I I just remember there was one night I was just looking through a couple of horror movies and I had like seen Wreck and then I see Wreck I saw Wreck Three and I was like, well that's not like any of these other things yeah. at all. Um, and that's kind of what they did with with Puka in the Into the Dark series. Like the first one is very sort of psychological um, thriller and then you know you're you're. You're basically following the degradation of the mind of this lead guy, this actor who's sort of struggling to find where he's going to go and, and, and dealing with these people and neighbors around him. And so where our story sort of takes from that is that he winds up creating this alter ego, uh, Puka, which is the, the character that he winds up playing because he gets a job as a mascot. Um, and so what we do is we take that mascot character and my character winds up uh, being a copywriter for him. So, like, where he was an actor who was sort of falling short, I become I'm a I'm a writer or a novelist who sort of falls short and relies on Puka as a way of promoting the Puka toy and the Puka brand and being a copywriter. And as a result of you know being made fun of with with my writing, I then create my own creepy pasta based off of Puka to get back at Jax and the social influencers and the cancel culture politics that he feels like is ruining his life. Um, when I was in school, um, I wanted to get a degree in writing because I had no interest in making money ever in my life. Um, and my parents were like, you should go into technical writing. It's basically the same. And so I tried the technical writing route for a hot minute and um, it did not uh, it did not go well. And so I settled on creative writing um, and I've cemented my life of never making any money in my life. Very cool. Uh, I did. But, you know, I... Th- just kind of 
talking about the tongue-in-cheek aspect of it, you still get a lot of effective scenes in the movie. We were talking about this off-camera with DJ, but like the uh, the sequence where you're alone, you do the you do the ritual by yourself, and then you have the toys' eyes lighting up uh, individually uh, as you've chosen to be naughty in the scene or in the in the in the movie, and now Puka's after you, uh, and the uh, use of those translucent lamps that would spin we all had one as a kid or some version of it and having the eyes line up at, on the actor and uh, as it attacks uh, your co-star it was it was not it was nice to see that there were still like genuine like uh scares in the movie as well uh just a and i would be you know i just i thought that was very effective and i did like the transformation of puka throughout the movie because it allowed the audience to still be on their toes for what was going to be coming next and i liked the there's a very interesting evolution for the character in terms of like the powers and everything but uh we did have some uh people on our discord dj do you have it pulled up it's not yeah, loading for yeah me. i got the discord so we uh reached out to our audience to see like some of their thoughts on like creepy toys and creepy pasta and stuff like that uh we got some people mentioning furbies came up a lot furbies apparently haunts a few of our audience um uh we got some gi joe and small soldiers but we had a question for you malcolm what would be the scariest toy to come to life that's not a Furby. Uh, I think the scariest toy to uh, to come to life would be Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, yes. I think clear, clearly the scariest movie in the world was Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, so the scariest toy in the world would have to be uh, just Garbage Pail Kids coming to life because those were – like because every version of any other thing is one thing. Yes. You know what I mean? If you, if you get a toy that's a Teddy Ruxpin or whatever, it's just that's – that thing, or you got a little uh, Freddy Krueger doll, whatever. It's just Freddy Krueger. Garbage Pail Kids is just there's any amount. If there's some sort of snot monster, like you know, snotty sin, or like if there's like multiple versions of like you know, like uh, hepatitis Harry. Yeah, like, I don't need that. It's too much. You basically got it's, it's like uh, it's like Gremlins too, but they're all like shooting snot and other gross uh, projectile yeah. vomiting and stuff. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, oh, you that's, know what I mean? yeah. Garbage Pail Kids is a is a good pick. Sam, do you have like a like a worst toy that come to life? I give a shout out to the. Uh, I don't know if you guys follow this, but on Reddit, there's a very popular uh, comic thread called um, "I'm Sorry, John," where mm-hmm. they made a horror version of Garfield, where he's like a Cthulhu like monster that just like swallows the world, and like John's just like the human who has to w- bear witness to this <laughs> otherworldly entity. It's so funny how intense and how talented these artists are that bring these these things to life yeah so the idea of taking a story like that and and this doesn't need to be a feature film this could be like a short film or like an animated like anthology where you just like bring to life horror movie versions of like kids characters like they did it for spongebob where like patrick became this like parasitic starfish that started like eating up bikini bottom and Mm -hmm. like it's like becomes like a kaiju like uh monster movie it's great it's very cool uh they did it for like Winnie the Pooh, they did it for like Veggie Tales. It's a really fun rabbit hole to go down where like these uh, beloved characters become these otherworldly dark entities that are preying on like the hope and love of the <laughs> of the franchises. And like that's what you do with like Furbies and stuff because like you are lulled into like a false sense of security and then all of a sudden they're turning into uh, whatever this thing is mm-hmm. that someone posted oh, on yeah, Discord yeah. where it's like a Furby with a bunch of legs. Yeah. It's becoming By a the way, creature. 
I don't know if you guys have ever seen, but Thomas the Tank Engine, you ever seen where they animated the body part coming out of the train? That it's like the face is like a being mm-hmm. that crawls out from the front. It is gross as hell. And they did the same thing with, ooh, cars. They did it with cars. No. They did a dark story of Pixar's cars where you're like, wait, where are humans now? Where'd they go? Do it like Stephen King's Christine and they and some evil alien flesh monster takes over a car, starts killing uh, teens in a small town in America, and from there, yeah. it, they start multiplying. You get it. It's yeah, yeah. like Grandma's cars. You get it. It's a Christine. Uh, just a few pitches. That'd actually be a really fun episode to dive into if we started pitching horror movie uh, versions of uh, kids' cartoons. Kids' like cartoons. That. I think there's a lot of the... I think um, we tend to gravitate towards toys because there's that, like... It's that, like, uncanny valley where they're, like close especially with dolls um where they're close enough to human like they've got human like features like like with uh puka it's just got those eyes that are just they're just too big they're just too big the eyes are just too big and it uh makes it kind of creepy to think about um what would happen i also got uh five nights of freddy's vibes from the from the uh puka and it's or the giant one. Five yeah, minutes of party. What's that? What's five minutes of party? Five Nights of Freddy is a is, is like a phone game um, where it's a little survival horror game where basically the premise is you're supposed to be security guard at like a Chuck E. Cheese at night, and the animatronics at night come alive. So when you're you're looking at security cameras, and when you're not looking, the other animatronics are moving and trying to get closer to you so you're trying to keep them from getting there and so it's just this idea of like what if the Chuck E. Cheese animatronics were alive and trying to murder you and oh, it's, it's a class they've been what was that movie that sci-fi just put out that was basically very good yeah for those of you very effective yeah for those of you that are not watching on patreon you're missing out Malcolm's sporting a pig mask uh with a santa hat it's christmas time it's christmas time it's christmas time uh, yeah, what was that sci-fi thing again? Sorry. The uh, oh, the the banana splits. They they decided to make the. I guess since they couldn't make their own Five Nights at Freddy movies, sci-fi decided to make uh, take the banana splits um, uh, property. Which, by the way, the banana splits pro- and basically they're trying to kill people. But I gotta say, I remember as a kid, um, I had a TV in my room late at night and sometimes i would stumble across things uh that were not that did not feel age appropriate and it was nothing sexy or fun it was always like i caught like phantasm 2 uh right as the right as like the orb is busting through a guy's chest and as like a little child i was like i don't know what this means uh (laughs) and then i caught banana splits and even though it was meant for kids it, it i found it incredibly unsettling like every aspect of the banana splits i found very very unsettling um just like I would imagine, Zubilee Zoo, the Wooly Zoo, Zubilee Zoo. No, I'm not familiar with it. Zubilee Zoo. Speaking of practical creature suits, yeah, uh, Zubilee Zoo was another kids show in the vein of think, um, think, uh, Mister Rogers after the train would go through to the other side of the world. Yeah, um, it was like, but it was like sort of. Um, uh, me, what is it called when a, an animal has uh, people like anthropomorphic? Uh, yeah, it was like anthropomorphic, but it was like grown-ups in people suits. Ben Vereen was on that show. Yeah, uh, I couldn't tell you the plot. It was sort of like A Team, and I, I can't remember <laughs> the plot of any of it. 
but that's the only way it's like 18. <laughs> but now I want now I want anthropomorphic animals going on adventures saving people who are down on their luck. Yeah. Like like these guys are freaky you heard as hell. The A team. Well now here's their furry companions, the Z team. <laughs> I don't the like all right, I gotta look at the Zoobly Zoo stuff. Oh, uh look at this this shit's fucking frightening. This stuff is great. Zoobly Zoo. Yeah. No man. I can't wait for wait, the wait, reboot. Wait, put it back on the screen, the Zoobly Zoo. There you go. See? Zoobly Zoo. Zoobly Zoo. So you want plenty of creatures waiting for you. Something like that. No. I don't want it. Oh, yeah. You can hear the way they would make that a creepy children's lullaby for the movie trailers that would play during it, so that you are getting. Coming this summer. Plenty of creatures waiting for you. And then you just see the teeth in the eyes. I got to be honest, Malcolm. You mentioned uh, the whole the whole uh, Mr. Rogers scenario. I found all of the puppets on Mr. Rogers kind of uh, unsettling. The uh, the puppets on Mister Rogers are incredibly unsettling because they're all they're all finger puppets. Yeah, like they're all a lot of them are hand puppets, which is the only time I've ever seen finger puppets. Like you can tell it's just hands going like, "What well, hello?" <laughs> and you know it's just like a guy, like it's just Simon Finkelstein, and he's just holding a puppet, and he's just like, "Well, hello, Mister Rogers." I haven't I haven't fact checked any of this information. Yeah. Uh, but this is it's canon now. Just imagine and it's just weird. Because even as a child, you just saw an old man's hand creepily talking <laughs> to like some lady named Dana. I feel like there'd be like a school marm or something like that. Yeah. Would walk around the place. Like the only real person walking around, sort of like uh the, the chick from uh uh, Adam's family. What was her name? Like Marilyn. Look, it was just like the one normal person, yes. and you're like, "How that hot chick get here? Yeah, yeah. how that happen? Was that the Adams family? Or was that the Munsters? Where they had like the niece, and all the Munsters are like, "Oh, that she's the." the Which is the same show? The, yes, it's they the are. The the only the thing that I think the Munsters had going wait, for wait, it over wait, Adam's wait, family. Is there a normal chick on the, on the Adams family? Cousin Marilyn. I think cousin Marilyn was Munsters. I was think there it's, not a normal person in the Adams family. No, I think there was because like one of I think like Uncle Fester like gets married to like a regular person and they bring a regular person in or something like that. Mm-hmm. In one of those movies. In the movies, yeah, but in the original show, I don't know. I don't know if the the monsters had. It wasn't in the original show. Yeah, I don't know if there was one on the Adams Family show. I will say this with the monsters too. As a kid, uh, the monsters was an easier easier to understand because it's like okay the frankenstein and the werewolf and the vampire lady like i get that with the adam's family is like i guess they're just creepy they're not like a specific <laughs> monster they're not like a specific scary monster no the adam's family was like hey man uh we like pain kind of <laughs> okay so they'd be like the weather's terrible outside. I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm into it. Really quick, before we keep going, I did want to give a shout-out to Feels. Now, guys, I know right now it is a stressful time, but if you're feeling stressed or anxiety or if you've ever experienced chronic pain or you have trouble sleeping at least once a week, you're not alone. Many of us do personally right now, especially outside of everything happening right now. Stress has been 
uh, not good. Not good to your old pal, a DJ. I can't speak for you, but I feel like you've experienced stress before. I, I, it's safe to say I've experienced a little bit of stress over the past few weeks. You know, and honestly, it it came to a point where I was looking for something to kind of help me out a little bit, and that's where I was able to discover Feels. And I'm a big fan of the fact that they decided to sponsor the show. Now, Feels is premium CBD delivered directly to your door. Feels naturally helps reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. Now, for me, it comes to my stress and anxiety because uh, just uh, I experienced everyday regular old anxiety, and uh, I was I was getting tired of it, mm-hmm. and um, uh, <laughs> and Feels. Uh, it's just uh, what I really appreciate about it. Besides, it's that it's been helping me with my anxiety. Is that it's just easier to use. Just place a few drops of feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is that finding your right dose is important, and everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment over a course of a week or so. You may need to take more or less to get the effects that you're after. For me, it was I was able to kind of figure it out pretty fast. Uh, And if you're new to CBD, don't worry. Feels offers a free CBD hotline to help guide you on your personal experience. And Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover, or addiction. And you can join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. And you'll save money on every order. And you can pause or cancel anytime, baby. That's the good stuff. And to get you started, we have a very special offer. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash stupid. And you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I love that free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash stupid to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Remember, that's feels.com slash stupid. Use it today. Let's take. Let's take. Let's just dial back the stress a little bit, huh? Let's all dial back the stress just a little bit. Hey, you know what? Let's hop back into the episode, uh, Malcolm. With you said, uh, Felicia Day brought you in for uh, Puka Lives. Were, did you know the rest of the cat? Like these, this group of people that were supposed to be your friends in the movie. Did, were you like friends with all of them prior, or was it just Felicia? You know what? It was a very tangential relationship. It was interesting because so so Felicia had uh, shown me the script. I looked at it. And I loved the script. Uh, I was like, "Puka lives." You bet he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, I, the the people were secondary. I didn't know who it was really. I'm not sure who was attached. I'm not sure if anyone or if they had simultaneous negotiations. I have no idea. Um, but Lindy Greenwood um, had been on Sleepy Hollow and I knew people from there. I knew Nicole Bahari, I knew uh, Janina Kavankar um, and so, you know, I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was a fan of her. Jonah Ray had seen his comedy for years, you know, had seen Mystery Science Theater, had seen, you know, uh, uh, the comedy store, uh, uh, what's that comedy store club show? It doesn't matter, fuck him, he'll be all right. That show, and then, um, and then Gavin, Gavin had actually uh, had wind up being. Uh, he was on an episode of Timeless. I nice. remember um, playing a guy in our um, uh, when we had went back in time and had this like whole blues music episode and stuff like that. So like uh, a lot of them, we already had a sort of rapport beforehand, and it worked out. Cool, cool. I like the dynamic uh, between all the characters. I kind of hope uh, I alluded to it earlier, but obviously the um, you know the the movie ends on kind of an open end. I'll, I'll say this open ended without directly saying all that happens. It'd be cool to to revisit this world with um, 
these characters with the specific way things specifically go down. Yeah, it it it, it does leave an open ended ending in a way that I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because you know, there's a couple sort of visual elements. Obviously, always there's this visual elements that that, that change when you. Um, from reading it to when it gets edited. Um, so like everything where there's text messages, I had no idea what it would actually be and what they would actually say. Yeah. You know what I mean? There was just like maybe one or two general elements they actually put into the um, script that you knew were going to go there. And so when I watched the show, I watched the same thing as everybody else just going like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but one of the things that was definitely sort of we, we weren't sure how was going to be was the ending um we knew we had that like tableau at the end with all of us and the weapons but there was a riff where it like it went dark and then we came back up and it was light and everything was cool and so it was a bunch of different versions but the version that that you guys saw is the version that i saw for the first time as well cool did you did you like it cool i did like when the music kicked off and the camera started zooming back i was like oh okay Like, cause it's also one of those things where you're watching a show and you just like, you had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> like, so you're just like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And like, cause it's very hard to get completely lost in, in anything you do. Like, because like you've done it, you've seen it, you know, a lot of the stuff behind it. So it's just like, oh, I was tired that day or like, you know what I mean? It's a lot of like stupid stuff that doesn't always allow you to like, just be lost in like the show yeah and so like when it's something that's completely different and like you didn't talk about you're just kind of like oh all right like wow okay all right like what happens next you know so you know that was cool and there was a bunch there's a bunch of there's a couple different things just from the ad-libbing and production where i didn't know quite how it was going to unfold and it wound up unfolding in a really fun way i saw you posted you uh you can you implied that you contributed to one of the lines in the movie that wasn't in the script. It was it was your ad lib with the with the, the sheriff character and a line about the gun. Yes, there's definitely. <laughs> Why did I feel like I knew you'd ask me about this? <laughs> uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely one or two lines where I like had some contributions, but definitely a line where it's me and me and Gavin, who's the sheriff. We walk into this house and we're looking for the guy, and it was just like. It was just like interesting. Just being the black guy in a room with a cop who's like pulling out a gun is like it's just it's the thing that's kind of on your mind in general. Yeah, you know what I mean. And that felt like a thing that like uh, a kind of asshole, witty, quippy writer back out of this small town like might think of. You know, it's just a, it, and I think the line was just like I'm probably I'm probably the first black guy to say this to a cop, but it made me feel a lot better if you take your gun out. Yeah, I, I like that because it it, may, it felt very true to it added some specificity to the situation because it's a uh, yeah yeah. I feel like a lot of times when I do uh, movies or work where it's predominantly white and I'm like a lead black guy, I feel like the the white folks you inclination usually is just be like maybe this is easier if we just like never mention that you're black and you're like mm-hmm. all right. But no, <laughs> <laughs> cool idea. It's, but. Co- it's coming up. Even if the conversation is like, should we never talk about how he's black? Like, they, like it's a conversation that comes up. So, like, it's always one of those things where you kind of like try to play the line of like, what makes the most sense? What's the most interesting thing to do? Like, you don't want to necessarily just like be a hack and just be like, I'm black, so I'm going to talk about I'm black. You yeah. know what I mean? You, 
to be relevant. Because I even thought of that, like me and Lindy thought about that in terms of the town of like, what does this town look like? I've moved back. Lindy's been there. So it's just like, you know, it's not one of those things where I'm the only black guy in town because it felt like the town was a little bit different from that. Yeah, it's actually a pretty, uh, pretty uh, progressive town for going back to this whole small town thing. It's like, you know, you got the gay sheriff, you got the, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's doing yeah, all right there. Man. There's a lot of, there's a lot of different things that I think, like, there's, a, that's one of the things in which the, the, the show is very modern, right? Like the horror, the comedy of it is very modern. It doesn't, it doesn't play in the traditional tropes that we're used to seeing in horror movies in terms of just being all white towns on that level, but it also doesn't play into the traditional tropes in terms of being like, it's a huge surprise that there's a gay person or yeah. like, there's a huge surprise that there's more than one black person. Mm-hmm. And like, so there's a modernity there, but there's also a modern wink in terms of like how we play the comedy and how we play the horror of all of that. Like literally when it's just like the internet's created a monster and like, you know, you see him, you know, and it does, that weird zoom straight into his face that lasts a little bit too long like i think the whole thing is very tongue-in-cheek and i think in order to do that you have to acknowledge the world that we in and this this movie very much lives in a 2020 world yeah one of my favorite visual gags was when um she's being attacked in her car and like puka just kind of like shimmies up from the top where its eyes are down (laughs) it was just a nice it was just a fun video it's like this is uh scary but it's also pretty fucking funny <laughs> yeah no i think alejandro the uh, director talks about like i think it's literally him when it's not the full costume but i think when it's just the uh head i don't know if he's in that or just getting super direction because they had to give a super thing because the car was moving i don't know what was going on but there's some wild stuff happening there nice no, yeah, I, uh, I, I, as a just a fan of like modern horror, when it comes to like the way the is that a little too sweaty? <laughs> What'd you say? Is that a little too sweaty? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. To, I had enough of that pig. Uh, personally, I mean, actually, kind of made me want to go dive back into all those like internet horror stories because it's like that. It just felt like a more honest uh, interpretation of how horror stories and urban legends pop up on the internet because like i don't know i i'll be honest didn't check out the slender man movie adaptation but it, it like i it felt like it made it a little bit too hollywood i'm like no 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 it's got to stay it's got to stay small you got to throw in those deviant art fan arts you got to throw in a couple of like like 13 year olds are like this is my version of it he's skinny and he's got longer yeah. fingernails and this one teleports and i'm like yeah of course yeah of course that's, yeah. that's how the internet does it it's gonna be it's a hodgepodge and it's a mess but it also at the same time it doesn't make it any less scary yeah well that was the two i think those are two things that really did well was like it one went like okay the thing about folklore and urban lit myth is that it's going to evolve yeah and with the with the internet and social media it's going to evolve quickly you, you know what i mean so that's why you got all those different versions of puka um and so, yeah, there's a second thing, but I forgot it. So I'm moving on. There you go. Very good. Uh, so you talk. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. That's what it was. Uh, we, they, the schedule was so quick. I think we did it in maybe 16 days or something Jeez. like that. So wow. that it, it, ha- it wound up being current by virtue of the fact that, like, so many things were done immediately. Like that voiceover I probably did about a week ago or a week and a half before we um, actually – 
you know, aired it on Hulu or something like that. Wow. Like the 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 internet notes were written by Ryan, the the writer, and a bunch of that was done at the very last minute before editing and things like that. So a lot of it, I think there's a toilet paper joke in there because of how recently you know we they had done the editing and, and post-production on this movie which you know helped in a way in a lot of ways you get like really you know you're like back is to the wall but a lot of ways it made it current because it was so immediate oh yeah no and the especially when it came to like the faux reddit threads where it would dive into like the them discussing and debating what puka could do in terms of this yeah. urban legend and them getting in fights about like the little snapshots i'm like yeah that's exactly how it is, and they're all screaming at each other about what's right and what's not. And I'm like, I like this. I like that there's yeah. so many of them and the different yeah. iterations of it. I think that's and I think that's all written by the screenwriter. I think that was all written by Ryan uh, Copley. I want to say his name is. I'm probably saying it wrong. So you were talking a lot about you, you being into like horror comedies and dark comedies and stuff like that, which is a genre I'm I'm way into as well. Have, is this your first horror movie, or have you been uh, have you been able to do that before? Um, I think it is. I think there's been scary elements to something I've done. Yeah. But I think this is uh, one of the first times where, uh, like, Preacher is probably the closest I've ever done to something that has sort of graphic elements to it like that. Yeah. But uh, mostly everything is just, like, pretty straightforward or it's a comedy. You know what I mean? It's mostly comedy or drama. It hasn't been, like... You know, the genre stuff I've done has been more sort of sci-fi nerd nerd type stuff. Yeah. Which I guess you can put horror into that um, genre as well. But, like, this is my first, like, this is a made-up fictional character that is killing people and people are dying. Yeah. And going to be a couple of us that die and a couple of people that live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the, uh, talking about the genre stuff you've been into, is that just because, um, because you've, you know, Timeless Preacher, um, I know you were on Santa Clarita Diet, diet for, uh, for a minute, The Boys. Is that the, just the type of stuff you're into? Or, like, is, is that just kind of like, do you just gravitate towards genre stuff? Uh, it's been stuff I've been fortunate enough to be into, like, in terms of working recently. Like, I've, I've read all types of stuff and comics and, you know, I play video games, blah, blah, blah. And I always get at my friends. Get a, I have a lot of buddies in the voiceover world who all do, like, sci-fi and they you know they're in modern warfare and the last of us and this and that yeah and they don't even play video games and i'm always yelling at them <laughs> um, <laughs> well you don't even like this stuff man yeah um so i've gravitated to it but i think i think just uh recently but i think particularly because of timeless and because of the comic-con stuff and the stuff i try and put out there some of the nerd stuff i did i did nerd court with like Adam Stein and, uh, you know, Mike Falzone and, yeah. and um, the little guy, Steve Zaragoza, which yep. is, you know, I know all you guys. So I think, you know, I think you peek your head in there long enough, you know what I mean? It finds you, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I'm also not creating my content. So it's like, you know, me being able to choose like exactly how I've wanted to put myself out there has become stronger as of recently, just because it's just like people get what you know a little bit more of what my personality is and yeah. having a little bit more control of uh what my output is um you know people understand that. i'm able to buy crappy toys now 
Uh, so, you know, no big deal. Yeah. No it's big the, deal. Living the dream. Well, unrelated to the genre. So, by the way, we didn't get a chance to talk since um, I was able to watch The Boys. And I got to say, your character in The Boys probably has the most tragic backstory of anybody <laughs> ever in anything. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was an interesting one because I was literally Kripke. You know, because Eric Kripke, who created The Boys, created is one of the co-creators of Timeless. Nice. Um, cool. Yeah, yeah. So he literally, we were just having lunch one day, and he was like, hey, I want you to do a cameo on The Boys. And I was like, all right. He was like, yeah, his dick gets frozen off. And I was like, oh, all right, yeah, sure, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever you want. Uh, so completely unrelated to any of the genre stuff, you're also going to be a part of uh, the new season of Genius, which is about Aretha. You able to mm-hmm. say anything about that? Are you going to say something about like, helping out like cancer kids foundations or like a, like a Alcoholics Anonymous thing? And I was like, Drake, yeah, yeah. what? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, serious stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a, it's, it's been a huge honor, man. I get to play like Ted White, and it's just like this really interesting character because he's been a contributor artistically to her music, and you know has these hits, and also has. This very uh, polarizing figure and this sort of devastating history in relation to her and and life in general. And so it's been uh, it's been a crazy ride. And like, you know, what I you know, you asked me before the sort of genres and things I like to play. Like I like to do the opposite of whatever I did before that. And so I think right before that, um, I've been a very intelligent, smart, sensitive guy and um, very thoughtful and new to women in terms of a, a neophyte when it came to the ladies. And I think this is the sort of polar opposite or reciprocal uh, version of that character that I'm playing I'm playing there. And so it's been a lot of fun. A lot of different people and have been involved, talented, and, you know, Emmy Award winners, Courtney B. Vance and yeah. Anthony Hemingway. And, you know, I got Cynthia Revo and all these people who have, you know, all these meaningful works. That's why I did it. I did it because I wanted an award. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I get it. It gets me one. Otherwise, why did I do it? Yeah. You know I mean, what are we doing here? What's I mean, the point? I feel you, man. It makes sense to me. Do we know, like, is is all this, do you, I, I don't know if you know this or not, is all this, like, COVID craziness going to affect when we see that? Or is that still going to? Oh, it's 100% going to affect when we see that. It was cool. for Memorial <laughs> and now we don't. It's <laughs> a good question. The answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we, we have no idea when it's going to come out. Well, I think there were two more episodes that we're waiting to be shot, and now we're waiting to see when they'll actually be done. And that's the whole industry, you know, the whole industry in terms of at least the visual side of media and entertainment is is in a weird sort of crux because, you know, they're not sure when they're supposed to gather around and have people talk to each other and in front of cameras and make jokety jokes and, yeah. and dramedy drama. Um, so we're waiting to see, you know, whenever it comes out, you know, hopefully it'll come out, it'll do its thing. You know, I think everyone's trying to figure out what the next move is, you know what I mean? And what the, uh, in terms of work how we're viewing entertainment how we're putting out entertainment and 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 how we're consuming it all you know um so hopefully we'll figure out you know sooner than later and and safely and you know that's basically all you can do you know for real yeah no hopefully they'll put it on uh you know uh the covid19 streaming service that's the idea the idea is that all of this goes into a sort of streaming media where we can all watch it while we slowly uh, die, from, but from home. But from home. 
Comfortably. Yeah. Comfortably. <laughs> well, you said you said at the top of the episode that it's like this is the moment for the nerds to to figure out like what they'd be like in the apocalypse. And it's like, of course, we just be that's that's our big heroic gesture, just staying home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, that's the biggest type of hero you can be right now is Mister Stay Home. Yeah. There's nothing unless you're putting out unless you're giving out masks. You know what I mean? Unless you're giving out free masks and providing money and food, or you're a delivery person or something like that. That's the best type of hero you can be is the guy that stays home, or the lady that stays home, or the transgender person that stays home. That's the message. Need to send to each other. Yeah, man, just stay home. It's my my wife is a nurse, and so it's like every every day she goes out. I'm like, I'm so thankful that you get to be the hero, so I don't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> just don't just don't bring any that shit home with you. Just don't. I have her. We have a whole quarantine room. She gets in when she when she comes home, and we spray her down so she doesn't bring any of that shit home. <laughs> As soon as you get in, it'll be like fear, baby. If you can just Captain Marvel your way over to get us some paper towels, and then we do like quantum leap thing when you come back we put you through the quantum leap machine exactly remember the spray yep decontaminate we'll that on the back. spray it down and then i tell myself listen i'm moral support that's what i'm doing i'm just moral support final thing before we uh close out what so you mentioned video games what are you playing right now uh to pass the time to fill up the time uh, there's probably two or three games I'm playing right now. Before I was playing Days Gone By, which is basically Sons of Anarchy meets The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing 2K20. Um, and then I've uh, just recently been playing a little bit of uh, my lady's Twitch. Uh, the uh, What is it? Smash Brothers? Yeah. Smash Brothers I didn't play until after I was 30, so I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but uh, But I'm not bad at it. Nice. Have you uh, you mentioned Last of Us earlier? Did you, have you played that? Uh, I have played it. I played the first one. I think the next one is coming soon. Yeah, it just it just right. got delayed. I I had not played it originally, and somebody in our Discord mentioned it, and it was like fifteen bucks on the PlayStation Store, so I got it. So I've been playing it for the first time, and clickers remastered. Yeah, clickers fucking suck. They're the fucking worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I super love The Last of Us. I think it's one of the best zombie games there is. Uh, I need to develop uh, video games because they make more money than movies. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. So I gotta get into it. I gotta just do it. Um, but I'm waiting for the second one. My boy Brendan Scott, who I'm in a band with, he's in the first one. Uh, so I don't remember if he's in the second one. Find that. We'll find out. I also Hell want. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll keep yeah, an I was, eye out. I also wanted to mention, you just mentioned you were in a band. I also wanted to mention, uh, you know, caught a little bit of, just a little bit of your singing ability uh, in, in Puka Lives when you're doing that. I, I don't don't think I didn't notice that when you did your little Puka dance, you were the only one that was actually like carrying a note a little bit. Um, here's the thing. I can't sing. And in more than one show, I have now sung. And I think it's a bad idea. Uh, I was, <laughs> I have. I've sung on Preacher and I've sung on this show and it is immense amusement to me because I've been in three theatrical musicals, like theater musicals. I don't know. I don't mean like cinematic. I mean like on stage for no money. Yeah. And, um, and they were all alt sort of hip hop things uh, because I can't sing and I'm around real people who really sing. And, and so Preacher being the first time my actual singing voice was used I practiced, I don't know how long to sing that. And it's, uh, I'm not, I'm a horrible singer. And it's like, you know, I just sung, I just sung in the most comfortable notes 
for me for that puka song and so it works out because you know that's it they're like it's a b flat you're like it's a whatever the fuck i sing <laughs> listen this is what i got you're gonna take it it's a malcolm now yeah that's what it is so i say exclusive yeah well, gang, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Make sure you follow uh, Malcolm everywhere that matters. Uh, and um, I did want to congratulate you on your nomination for your original uh, for your original play uh, oh. for the Ovation Awards. That was awesome because I remember you talking about it when you were developing it when you came on last time. So it's very cool to see the evolution of that uh, over the years. So uh, congratulations and can check out Puka Lives and make sure you check out Genius whenever that whenever that happens. It'll oh, kind of happen. It'll be out. <laughs> we'll mark your calendars. Hopefully when, uh, yeah, I'm going to play Brain Problems. I'm trying to turn it into a TV show. So hopefully, you know, you'll be seeing that next time. This is the evolution of that soon. Hell yeah, that'd Hell be yeah. amazing. Hey, you know what? Last time you mentioned it and you got the nomination. Now you've mentioned it here. Next time you come on, it'll be a TV show. This is my lucky, this is my lucky spot. Boom. We're giving you that OSA bump, man. <laughs> that's, what, that's what people are looking for. <laughs> OSA bump, baby. <laughs> Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you uh, check us out on Twitter at OnlyStupidAnswers. You got the vowels from Stupid. And check us out on Patreon.com. Support the show. And we love you guys. Uh, hit us up on Discord. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.